Guys, people, on today's show, I have an amazing interview with Seth Lena Amakie as we talk about the anti-hustle, how taking a step back can save your life. But before we get to the interview, we actually read the Bible. Oh my God, he's reading the Bible. Yes, you heard me right. We talk about casting the first stone, how we're not here to condemn, but yet at the end, we cast the first stone. You have to keep listening to know what I mean. Listen, you can subscribe to this show at inspireguyspeople.com. Hit the drop down box and go to podcast or go to Apple Podcasts. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Now in session. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is a judge-free zone. Let me tell you why I try my best to balance this aspect here. I don't want to judge you, right? Meaning, you know, don't want to have, I don't have eternal judgment authority over you, right? But I do want to challenge you. And sometimes it's hard because when you're challenging people, they can mistake it for judgment. And then, you know, what I mean, you don't want to be that person that is judgmental, but you also don't want to be that person that isn't bringing value because you don't challenge people. Welcome to my life. So that's what I deal with all the time, right? Because I want people to know like, yo, look, I know that we all got problems starting with me. Okay, let's just get that out there first and foremost. And I do this all the time because I don't want you to forget that I am human. I have issues. I am not the example. Jesus Christ is the example. And I want to keep myself in check on that as much as I possibly can because we are supposed to deny ourselves daily. So this is me denying myself today. 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 All right, we got an amazing show today. today. I want to look at these two scriptures, like really one scripture in particular has been on my mind. Like, I don't know if it's three, four days or how long it's been like heavy on my mind. And I want to share that real quick before we get into what is a simply amazing interview. Now, we always have amazing interviews on this show, so I don't want to get into ranking what's better, whatever, whatever. But I'm excited about this one. I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this interview today. But look, let's jump into these scriptures. Then I think I'm going to play just a little bit of a song. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite songs. My brother Ivan was playing this song like back to back to back to back. He played it like a hundred times in one day a couple weeks ago. So I want to share this song a little bit. You've heard it before. It's entitled Better Than Me. We're only going to play like a minute of the song. And then we're going to jump into the interview. But here's a couple of things. If you are a first-time listener, this is your first time here. What up, what up, though? Hey, what up? My name's Jay. How you doing? How you feeling? We good. Check us out at inspireguyspeople.com. Click the drop-down box that says podcast, and guess what? You can listen to every single show. We got some dope shows. Don't just come over here and think you're going to jump in on this episode. And what, you just going to just fall in? you like the person that cuts in line. Look, I'm going to let you get in front of me today, bruh. 
But I'm gonna need you to go ahead and go back to where you at. You know, you ain't on episode 76. You on episode one, which is entitled The Lazy Superhero, and it is very much inspirational and entertaining. And here's the other thing. You heard it here first, folks. I have a new EP music project. For those of you who don't know, I'm a Christian rapper. Yes, I am. I use my gift for my purpose to inspire God's people. God's people. God's people. New music God's is dropping God's Monday. I believe that's June 1st, if I'm not mistaken. It'll be on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. Listen, folks, just go and type in J Will Music. J W I L M U S I C. J Will Music, all one word. And add me to your Spotify playlist. Add me to your Apple Music playlist, bro. Look, people don't even buy music no more. I'm just I'm asking you to listen to my stuff for a subscription that you already have. And if you want to download it on iTunes, please do that. But by all means, add it to your playlist. It matters. It helps just to share the music and tell somebody else to add it. And give it ratings. You know what I'm saying? Rate the music. If you like it, give it a five. If you don't like it, give it a four. If you don't like, look, if you give me under a four, I'm hurt, man. I put a lot of time, effort, and energy into this music. All right, let's jump into this scripture. So first scripture I want to look at is Ephesians 2. And we are going to read, let's start at verse, uh, what I got written down? Oh, 19. All right, let's start at 18 and go to like 21. You know, just three verses. You know what I'm saying? You like the Bible. I like the Bible. This is what we do on this show. Faith, business, guide you to your purpose. Got to have faith. We love business. You don't got to have it, but God called us to it, so that's what we do. So if you're a new listener, you're like, wait a minute. I thought I was going to. Listen, man, we do faith and business on this show, and we are here to guide you to your purpose. We believe that's a process in Christ Jesus, and we like to prioritize that, so we're going to get into the Bible. Here's what the scripture says. For through him, we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Verse 19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Wow, we're talking about what Jesus did for us. Verse 20. This is really the, the scripture I want you to pay attention to. This is the one that's really been there. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. 21, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Listen, people, Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. Now, look, we didn't talk about this before, whatever, you know. It, it's a great, not whatever like that, but I'm saying, you heard it before, don't, don't complain. I got a new point, right? God showed me something different. So Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. You know that a cornerstone is that first, um, you know, stone that's laid in the foundation of a building. But also at any point, if that cornerstone is removed, the entire building crumbles. The first stone. I want you to think about something. Jesus Christ is the first stone. Now keep that in mind. Now we go into John chapter 8. Let's do this. Let's go to the Bible. Go, go to the Bible. Yeah. All right. Here, here's, okay, John chapter 8. I got to read like, uh, let's start at 
Man, let's start at, we got to start at one on this. We're going to read one through 11, then we're going to be done. You know, I know some of y'all can't handle this. Like, it's too much Bible. What's going on here? No, I'm gonna, I can't do it. Look, man, we got to read the word. And we can't just read verses, like one verse, and try to make it mean we want to mean and don't know what it means. But I'm going to show you something very interesting, a new thought that I believe the Lord allowed me to think and pop in my mind. I want to know what you think about it. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them. Verse three. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken into adultery. And when they had set her in, in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Verse five. Now Moses in the law commanded us that should she be that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? All right. So they like, yo, we going to catch Jesus up. We about to bring this lady that was caught in the midst of adultery. Yep. Cause we self-righteous and we know sin when we see it. Uh, what you going to do? Jesus. What you going to do? Hey, Jesus. Moses says stoner. All right. Now let's go. Verse six. This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard him not. Look, man, I listen, it had to be dope to be hanging with Jesus. I like his vibe. Look, Jesus ignored him the way I have to ignore some people on my Facebook post. All right, like Jesus literally ignored him like he ain't hear him. I love that. I love that about Jesus. All right, he writing in the ground. Like, I don't know what they talking about. Verse seven. So when they continued asking him, he lifted himself up and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. As we say it, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Now here is what's crazy to me when I read that in Ephesians, that Jesus was the cornerstone that the cornerstone is the first stone. I'm like, wait a minute. Jesus said, cast the first stone. Now he's talking literal. Okay. I'm not changing what Jesus said, but I want you to see what happened. Verse eight. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Verse nine. And they, which heard it being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the mist. Now, here's what I want you to think about. Jesus looked at them and said, listen, let the person who is without sin cast the first stone, right? But he was talking about literally throwing a stone at them the way that Moses wanted to, not Moses wanted to, the way that the law that Moses had written said to Stoner. That's what the Pharisees wanted. Their desire was to have her stoned. This is what's crazy to me. Jesus told them to cast the first stone. And then they left. And when she looked up, the only person that was left with her was the first stone. Oh, my God. Jesus is the cornerstone. The cornerstone is the first stone. So here's what's crazy about it to me. 
is that Jesus told them to cast the first stone, and by walking away, they cast the first stone. Woo! But this first stone that was casted was not there to condemn her. Here's what happens. Verse 10, when Jesus lifted himself up and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where art thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Today I want to cast the first stone. But this stone that I'm casting at you is not to judge or condemn you. I want to cast the first stone of Jesus Christ to you. And I do that by walking away because I'm not here to judge you. Like, I'm not here to point out your sin and make it seem worse than mine and want to see you get judged. Like, no, the, 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 the stone that we cast to you on Inspire God's people is the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. Hopefully that blesses somebody out there. Be encouraged. Go and sin no more. We are all called to repent. Die daily, daily, every day. Every day I got to repent. Every day I got to try to turn away from me, my flesh, right? And that goes for all of us. But we are not here to judge you, but we are here to challenge you. And that's what Jesus did. When he said go and sin no more, he was challenging her. He didn't want to condemn her, but he also didn't want her to go back to her sin. And that's what we say today. We challenge you and say go and sin no more, but we do that by casting the first stone of Jesus Christ. Let's get into this song a little bit. It's entitled Better Than Me. It's from my last project, Inspired God's People. Yeah, that's the name of the album, and that's the name of this podcast, because that's my purpose. You can check out Inspired God's People and this song, Better Than Me, on Apple Podcast, not Apple Podcast, Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? I get them mixed up. You know, you just just go to wherever, wherever the Apple's at and put in Inspired God's People. Also on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else you listen to music. Enjoy this, and then we'll be right back with an amazing interview. You should be better than me. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You should be better than me. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You should be better than me. From the team, didn't make the hoop squad in high school. Thought I was too cool for the marching band, even though I really was nice with the snare drums. Wasted so much time, missing these opportunities. Football coach begged me to stop trying to hoop and come and be a wide receiver. But I wasn't a believer. You could do better than me. Nah, you should do better than me. I want you better than me. Uh. You could play on both teams, be the starting PG, be the starting QB, be the MVP. You could do all things, don't quit like me, and you just might be. You should be better, better than me. Better. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You should be better than me. You could be better than me. I want you better than me. I need you better, better, better. You just heard Better Than Me by yours truly, J-Will Music. 
And I gave you the wrong album earlier. I said it was on Inspire God's People, but that song is really on God Knows My Art. That just means I have a whole bunch of music for you to listen to on Apple Music, iTunes, and Spotify, and all that good stuff. So again, add me to your playlist, fam, and show some love. You know, this that like, this that good music. You know, you can't just, y'all be wilding out. You can't just, you gotta get your life together with your music too. Anyway, that's my pitch for my music. J Will Music is who I am. Anyway, now it's time for an amazing interview. Um, I really enjoy this conversation, and I believe it is going to bless your soul. Welcome, Sethlina Amakie, to Inspire God's People. This is a first-time guest, y'all. Clap your hands. Get excited. She has a great story. She has a great story. She has a great story. Hello. Seth Lena, what's up? It's Jermaine. Welcome to hey. Inspire Guys People. Thank you so much. No, thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for uh joining the show. Um, welcome you. Um, you know, a first time guest. So I'm always excited to have first time guests on the show. And you know let's, you know what I'm saying, jump right into it. I'm not gonna hold you long today, but you know, so I purchased a candle from you last year just to get an audience a little bit of perspective of how we got to this phone call. Um, and it was really nice. I think you do something with pillows as well, if I'm not mistaken from your Instagram. Yeah. So you do some real clean, nice stuff. I'm always look to be connected to Christian entrepreneurs. And then I got an email about the anti-hustle and I was like, oh, I need to bring her on the show. So that's how we got here. Can we start off? Maybe you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, you know, maybe even who you were growing up. You can start at any stage of your life, just a a nice introduction to Seth Lena, who you are, what you're all about. Sure. Um, so as you said, my name is Seth Lena Amachi. Um, I uh, was born in Ghana, West Africa, nice. and um, moved to Melbourne, Australia, where my father was getting his PhD. And from then we moved to Canada and then, wow. and then Virginia and then Maryland, and then Ohio. Wow. <laughs> I am now in Texas, and no, I'm not a military family. My father was just, you know, Africans are very educated people, and every, they'll move for education. Education gotcha. or a job, it don't matter. And so um, I, where I call home is Ohio, since I was there the longest. Okay. I was there elementary, middle school, high school, and parts of college. And so um, that's, if you ask me where, where home is, home is Midwest, Midwest, I guess I'm just saying. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm in Michigan, from... so that's, you know, I'm right Are there. you? Hey, yes. stand up. Well, I mean, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> I know, we're oh, not wait. supposed to like each other, right? Don't I'm, say that. We're not supposed to like each other. There's no I.O. Cool, over cool. here. No, we're not finishing that <laughs> sentence. Whatever. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> right. So I currently live in Texas, um, Dallas area, with my husband and my two children. Um, so how we even got to, like, he was kind of introducing about the candle. Um, I, right when my son was born, decided that I was going to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. Um, well, we, my, my husband and I both decided, but I was still very, um, motivated. <laughs> yeah. I always do the having that kind of like that corner office. And so being a stay at home mom was just never enough. So yes, I was with my, my, my son at the time, but I also had so many other aspirations. At the time, blogging was a big thing, <laughs> okay. and so I began a blog, a Christian blog for women that needed, um, if you ever 
met women that always wish they had like a mentor or an older sister, yeah. someone that could kind of navigate them through this stuff. And so I started a blog that kind of just lent itself to um, things that I'd gone through, abuse, really bad, horrible relationship decisions, abortion. I mean, I was really flat out with it. This is what I went through. This wow. is what you should and should not do. Gotcha. And it became a big thing, like a huge thing. And so um, I monetized that. After monetizing that, I got, I started getting life coaching um, clients because after blogging, what's next? You got a life coach. So right. <laughs> <laughs> I started life coaching and I realized it wasn't for me, but I did it for a while. Um, my life coaching clients, I would send them gift boxes that had candles and mugs and all sorts of stuff, knickknacks in there. Yeah. They actually, they started calling me about boxes. So their mom or their sister or their cousin would see it. So if I know, I know I'm your client, but my mom wants a box. So can she get a box? So wow. <laughs> that's where our product business kind of developed. So one from. thing literally led to another. Like, and so going back yes. a little bit. Just all right. Like so. I like sure. this. This is good stuff. So first things first, you talk about your father, your African heritage and how, mm -hmm. you know, education is such a big deal and all of this traveling. I'm curious, like, how did the traveling affect you? Like, was it you you talk about it the way you talked about it? It seems like a fairly positive experience or like, you know, it wasn't a big deal for you. What were the pros and cons um of that? And like, what impact did that have on who you are today? Oh, the problem with that is that um, I'm very culturally sound. So I can be yeah. in any environment, in any situation, um, and I have a bigger scope. So he was a, a geography, urban studies, African-American studies professor. So we got a lot of that where we would have people from China in our home, people from Mexico in our home. At any given time, we had yeah. like at least 20 foreign students <laughs> wow. so they had nowhere to go over the over their holiday break so yeah. i mean i was immersed in that um and so there's nowhere that no country you can drop me in a no situation i never feel like an wow. alien um whether i'm in a room of you know people that, that look like me or not um most of my schooling up until age 14 i was the only black girl so imagine being australia yeah <laughs> and mean, the wow. whole school kindergarten to high school and their, their high school ends at 13, year 13. So kindergarten to year 13, the only black girl in the whole school. So I'm used to that. Yeah. Um, cons of this would be we moved so much that I never really had roots. Like yeah. I said, I just told you, um, I call Ohio home. But Ohio isn't necessarily home. Does it make sense? This is where I was the longest. Right. Um, I was in Canada for a while, Virginia, Maryland, you know, so I can, I can shout out PG County, you know, MD, <laughs> let's go. Right. <laughs> um, you know, all these places. And so um, I think it, nothing, I, I don't take anything for granted, right? So time is not taken for granted because we could be up within yeah. a year, two years, four years. Um, and so I think that's the con is that I always envy people that said that they, had gone to their grandma's house every Christmas for 20 years. Right. I never had that. You know what? Like, I love you know? that, though. I love the just the diversity of the types of lifestyle. So, like, I'm 100, 1,000% the opposite of you as it relates to been in Michigan my entire life and, you know, worked my career for a Fortune 50 company here in Michigan. And even when I look at that, right, like, I went to – all black schools pretty much up into college and like in high school, I think there was like, there was like one or two, 
you know, white kids. And a lot of times, yeah, but see, like a lot of times, even that, like when the white kids grow up in our neighborhood, they really are more like us. You know what I mean? They act like us. But here's the downside to that. Right. So even in my corporate career and by the grace of God, like I've been able to still grow through the years and get to a really good point in my career, like still have a career where you're growing, which is hard to do when you are not relocatable in corporate America. And like, I come from a big family. So one of the downsides is like, it feels impossible for me. I've had so many opportunities to move out of state to take bigger jobs. And it literally feels impossible for me to do because my entire family's hearing this all I know. So anyway, I think it's good. It's good to both. Good, you know. It can be. (laughs) Yeah, it's like good and bad to both. But I I just like getting that different perspective. So thank you for sharing that part. So thank you for asking. Yeah. So you lead to like, you know, all of these things from the blogging, the life coaching, and it turns into your business. And so tell me, like, Mm -hmm. you know, tell the people about your business, what it's called and what are you doing today? You know, from all of that. Sure. Sure. So. Back then, like I said, I started the business, and I, I forgot to say, I, I skipped over that, in that I didn't decide, so I became a stay-at-home mom, and in between me blocking and staying at home, I went back to work, so I have my master's in education. Nice. So I went back to work, um, and so work just never felt like I was supposed to be there. It never felt like it was it was my thing, yeah. um, and so I would I came back home and then go back to work again, and then come back home. <laughs> so in between this, I'm blogging, and I'm building this business. Um, and so in the midst of me doing all of this, I decided one day that I'm going to quit my job, cold turkey. It didn't even, I, I think I told my husband like the day before. Because um, <laughs> God told me. And he was I, obviously I cool I with it. Up. And he was, he, was, uh, he was a little apprehensive, but he also knew that we, we always knew that I was going to be at home eventually. Okay, I As got to you. when we had these financial goals we were trying to meet. So, you know, he was kind of like, uh, okay. <laughs> right. But, um, I, I just, I, I felt like I heard from God later on. I realized that, you know, there was other instructions I did not wait to hear from, but I I promise I woke up, God told me to do it. I'm doing it. Put in my, you know, little two weeks, came home and started focusing a hundred percent of my business because at the time people were ordering boxes like crazy. And so I felt like it was sustainable. But what happens after a while is that everybody has a box. Yeah. And nobody wants a box anymore. Does it make sense? Like, so yeah. it started trickling out. I didn't really have anything else to put into it. So I was gotcha. buying, not necessarily like, uh, by retail, really, because I didn't have any wholesale accounts. I wasn't, <laughs> so I was literally going to Hobby Lobby. <laughs> no, I Or, <laughs> you know, all these stores and, put, and putting these boxes together. And I was like, there's got to be a better way. Um, so in the midst of this is when I started trying to recreate what was already in the boxes. Um, and so the box, I would buy a mug and a candle from the store and like a pillow cover and all these kind of little knickknacks. And I was like, Mm-mm, I can make this stuff. Wow. And that's when I started making candles. And it took me a year to get it right. Those candles are tricky. It took me a year, different mixes, <laughs> different temperatures. Um, <laughs> I went through at least, at least, I mean, my husband will say like 500 candles. I won't even say it's that much. Wow. But... <laughs> It was a lot of dead candles, a lot of candles that did not work, that looked a mess around my house, but I was determined. Got the right candle, started making pillows, um, started sewing them by hand, just started just trying to make things so I'd have to cut out the middleman. Yeah, for um, sure. And in, in the midst of that, it just started getting bigger and bigger. Um, and so I started getting like a celebrity clientele. I started getting 
um, people in the gospel, especially in the gospel industry, um, that just loved what I was doing and supported from the beginning. Um, But I started losing the initial (laughs) purpose. And okay. this is kind of leading me into the anti-hustle. Um, Hold on, before we get there, because I like that. Oh, I, sure. like, I, I like where you're going. <laughs> I like where you're going. Here, Here's what I want to say, though, about, you know, what you were doing. Because I do want to take some good out of that. And I know that, like, just I can hear, like, as the conversation is going, there's a bigger picture that you're getting to. But I do think it's some good things for us to take a, about out of, like, you know, whether it was 500 candles, like your husband said, or it was 200, whatever it is, right? You spent an entire year, like trying to figure out how to make candles the right way. And one of the things that I'm big on and, you know, why I was really interested to hear about the Annie Hustle is because one of the things I talk about is like death to laziness, right? And I'm always talking about purpose and, you know, faith without works and working hard. But within that, like, I also know the importance of rest and I try to bring the balance in this show of like balancing out first being a Christian and doing things the Lord's way. But I'll say this, and and you, you talked about maybe losing the initial purpose, but I do want to give you kudos for figuring it out because there's something to be, be said about someone who leaves their job, right. And doesn't make any excuses and works hard to learn the way to do something but like you're getting to now, I'm assuming, right? Because I haven't heard this story yet. Yeah. We Any of us could lose our way. I could lose my way doing this show or anything. And that's why I love hearing other people's story to keep myself grounded. So, all right, I'm going to give you the floor back. I just wanted to like, I just was, <laughs> no I really problem. appreciate like that part of your story. Like the fact that you figured out, because I hear so many people, you know, that complain about not knowing how to do something. So to hear you say, you saw it and you figured it out. Kudos to you. Kudos to your husband uh, for probably dealing with all of the smells that was going on in the house. I'm assuming they smell great. Because some of, some of them were ugly. Some <laughs> right. Of them were ugly. Uh, well, they got, you got to the good stuff because I did buy a candle last year. So I know you eventually got it <laughs> Thank right. Thank you. So, so now we get to this part of your story where, like you said, you start getting celebrity clientele. You yeah. lose your way mm-hmm. a little bit. And now take it yeah. from there. Fill us in. Sure. So like I said, things started wrapping up. And um, I started getting a lot of attention. Um, So I started gifting people like Tammy Franklin, Mary Mary, um, stylist Jay Bowen um, is, you know, a very um, constant client of mine at the time when I was doing it the way that I was. Um, uh, So I had a lot of of people that knew what I was doing reaching out to me. And it began to be not just just gift boxes. I kind of veered away from that. and started doing custom things. So you could get a, you can literally order a custom candle with your name on it, or a custom pill that had whatever phrase you wanted oh, on it, sweet. in purple or black or or whatever it was, right? Um, Super sweet. And so things started getting to the point where um, I had more business than I could handle on my own, but I wasn't making enough to hire anybody. I nor did it. I have the system to do it. Because let me back up a little bit. When I quit my job, I did not quit saying I had a business plan. I didn't quit saying, okay, you know, so you give me kudos for, for, for doing all that, you know, yeah, trying sure. being in the lab. But <laughs> behind the scenes, I was just, I had read a book back then um, called Girl Boss, which a lot of women read 
Um, and it was about a, um, a woman who ran a thrift store, and it became an over—I mean, not an overnight success, but it became a really, really big right. success. Um, I think her name was Sophia Amoroso. Something along those lines. Okay. Um, so I read this book, and I was like, I can do this. Um, and so everything in the back of my head was just jump, just yeah. jump. God's gonna catch me. Just jump. He's gonna do it. In a lot of respects, he did. However, I did, I wasn't foundationally sound. Um, and so I knew the purpose was to have a faith-based business, but I think for a while I was slapping the name of Jesus on the pillow Yes. and slapping some scripture on a pillow, you know what I mean? And sending it out. Yes. Um, and it would get to the point that, I mean, I, Budweiser contacted me. Now, let me tell you, not, not, not that Budweiser is a bad thing. You're not anti-Christian if you, you know what I mean? But where it just, it began to be. A, a, a season of <laughs> do I want to grow? Do I yes. want to grow based on what? Right? Like, you know, where where does this cut off? Right? Yes, where you, your faith club, is tested. Your faith, like my faith was tested. When you and are, I fell. This, this is amazing though. Like, and I thank God so much. Like, first of all, just like a super sidebar, right? I, I just want to thank God because you know, I really try to be so productive and proactive with social media and all these tools that are out there that could easily be used for, you know, bad, right? Arguing, debating, you know, whatever, all type of foolishness out there. And I thank God that like, I don't even know how I came across your business the first time and why I bought a candle, but I try to buy stuff that I like when I see it online and it's Christian entrepreneurship. I try to support it. I don't know exactly how the connection came. But I remember liking your product and I know that your message, what you're talking about, like we've never talked before today. Right. But you don't even understand. We were on episode like 85 or something altogether, technically 76, but we did some half shows. You have no okay. idea how much your story so far is in alignment with the entire purpose of what we've been doing for a year and a half here. We praise God. So, we praise God. Yes. I have no idea. Yeah, like, so I just thank God for that. Like, thank God for connecting me with you today for that purpose. And just Yay. to even encourage you, like, even these tough parts of your story are helping someone right now. So, like, God allows us sometimes to go through things so that we can learn, oh, absolutely. repent, mm-hmm. and then help someone else. So anyway, I'm giving it back to you. I'm sorry. I go on tangent sometimes, so but it's, no, it's just no, a it's good necessary. story. No, I, I will keep going if you don't put me back off the ledge. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> so so we were talking no, about, like, yeah, you were talking about kind of that struggle between your faith being tested and yeah. Budweiser and people yeah. reaching out. So Yes. And so it got to the point where I, um, and this was, a, this was a huge highlight that happened that caused me to kind of understand that like God God wasn't pleased. He he was he was you know he was he was giving me these I mean I I'm I'm gifted in when it comes to um if you give me a paintbrush I can I, I can paint a portrait of you, right? If if right. you give me something to sew, I can sew it. If you you know if you have if you want me to design a room that's like an empty room, I can see it all. Right. So I'm gifted when it comes to art, design, things of that nature. Um and I knew things of this nature came easy for me, but it was at a cost. So yeah. the highlight of all of this was when I got reached out to by um, Oprah, by the O Network, because they were doing a show. They wow. were doing a show with, um, there was, there's a, a, hair, um, a hair company here in Dallas, and they were doing a show in conjunction with that hair company. And they, um, that, that basically the CEO was going to go 
help businesses, right, and help them get off the ground and help them figure out what's wrong and fix whatever was wrong. Because yeah. I had a lot wrong. I was up until five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, and there was no way that, like, the systems I had in place were not working. I was, I mean, stressed out. I was fainting. I had boils in my armpit for, I mean, nobody knew why. My blood pressure was like 197. Like, it was crazy. It was a crazy, crazy time. And I had two small kids. Um, And it was a lot going on. But here goes this own network coming out of the blue. And I was excited. They had people flying from L.A. with video cameras, asking me all these questions. And I'm so excited. And I can't wait to tell the whole world, I'm about to be an Oprah. I'm about to blow up. All this work is going to be, you know, in your face. You try to hate on me. You try to, I mean, I was ready. Red tea. Okay? Yes, I feel you. (laughs) We went through the whole process, signed a bunch of paperwork. They said they're going to come back in about a month. I just need to have this product and that product ready. I was good. In the midst of all of this, they had separate interviews with me, with me and my kids, with my husband, my husband and my kids, kind of trying to gather the story. Because if you think about it, it's reality TV. They're, they're, exactly. they're, they're trying to piece the story together. So they, I did not know them until afterwards. They had asked my husband, hey, so how do you feel about your wife staying home? How do you feel about her running this business? How do you feel about, you know, you know, that she's losing? So at the time, I was losing a lot of money, right? So even yeah. though I was making a lot of products, a lot <laughs> was falling in between the cracks. And so they were asking him and my husband, because he's a man of God, I was kind of mad at the time, but I get it. <laughs> he's a man of God. Instead of answering with those kind of answers that they were looking for to kind of build up a case yeah, for to sure. kind of get some fire going in the storyline. He, like, he was like, nope, God called her to it. And I'm going to support whatever God calls her to. So they were looking what? for like the juicy storyline. Like, Sir. It's hard for him <laughs> to deal with this. Sir, and... baby, you couldn't, you, you couldn't have said something different. <laughs> you, you couldn't have been like, <laughs> I mean, I wish he would. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Shout so, out to him, man. For, look, shout out to your husband listen, right now for find you, find you a partner, yeah. find you a partner that answers to God. One hundred percent, doing the right thing and, for the long run. <laughs> doing I love the right it. thing. I mean, I, I didn't like it back then, but I get it now. And the storyline fizzled. So all of a sudden, I was getting phone calls every other day, like wardrobe, makeup. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. The storyline fizzled because they, they they had nothing to go on, and I was devastated. Because to me, it was like God had finally given me this thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been praying. I'm going to meet Oprah. Because if you meet Oprah, your life changes. And I was mad, really. I was very, very, very angry with God. Because why would you bring me this thing? Why would you embarrass me? Why would you have me telling people I'm about to be on own network yep. and take it away? Come to find out, I was this close. And you can't see them. My fingers are kind of close to each other to dying. Wow. Okay. My blood pressure was so high that I was fainting all of the time. Jesus. Okay. Um, So I had not even been to the hospital yet. This line is my blood pressure. I had to let my mother know. She kept checking it. She's like, nah, baby. No. (laughs) You know, something is wrong. But I didn't have time. I had packages I had to go out. I, I didn't have time to go to the doctor. So... Over Christmas break, my sister-in-law, in me mourning the own network, not getting out of bed because I was like, I can't do this, she made me go to the doctor. The doctor looked at me, looked at my work, called in a nurse, called another nurse, <laughs> was looking at my paperwork like, how are you alive? 
Wow, that's How are crazy. You alive? We've never seen this so high in a woman your age. How are you alive? You wow. are 30 at the time of 30, what, 33, 34 years old. It doesn't, this, this, this makes no sense. And that's what kind of was like, wait, hold on. That was a wake-up call. If I had call. done this thing, it was a wake-up call. If I had done this thing that I thought I was being called to, I probably would have died on set because the schedule that they were kind of putting me on of the schedule that, you know, filming and what I needed to do and how I needed to do it in the midst of me also packaging and shipping and making, I would have died. That Look, and this is, so there's, there's so much even up to this point of when you look back at your husband and him having integrity with his answers, like, sometimes a no saves our lives and we don't realize it no idea. Until, until we get further on. And that's why like one of the things we talk about on this show is it's a process and you have to go through the process. So many people want to blow up and, you know, they want to reach the masses and everyone wants to go viral and all of those things. And we have but to it's be not careful good for you. Yes. Yes. And that's a, a part of the anti-hustle. I have a whole chapter saying that there are times that God will tell you, no, not because you aren't worthy, not because he hasn't promised it, but because your character is not ready. Yes. He would much rather see you broke and in heaven than wealthy and, and be straying away from him. And a lot of times we think wealth was given by God. A lot of times the, the enemy can also, he does what he does. He gives right? blessings. So the yeah. people that are wealthy, there are people that we see that, oh my gosh. And even in the church, people that are on stages, on platforms in the church yes. that have money and wealth and they have four businesses and seven streams of income and doing all this stuff. We're like, I want to be that way. But behind the scenes, if you actually look at how they're making their money, it is not with integrity. They are tired. They're not going to tell you they're tired. But they're exhausted. The people around them are exhausted. Their marriage is falling apart. Their children are in and I mean, it's, it's a lot going on that we don't see. And so the anti-hustle really is not telling you not to work hard. And speaking to what you were talking about, laziness, it's not telling you not to work hard because we're supposed to do work as unto the Lord. So I don't think he has a problem with people working hard. I think the end of the day, it is a heart issue. What yes. are you doing it for? Is it to show your mama and them that you made it? Or is it truly to say, Father, I want to build this platform to honor you. To, if, if wealth comes along with that and notoriety comes along with that, let it be. But, Father, keep me. And you know keep what? Keep me. Keep me close to you. And, and if, if, I get, if I get to the point that I am not where I'm supposed to be, take it away from me. You have to be able to say that honestly. That's take the it part. all away. and mean that. Because if it doesn't, like, so, so many of us deal with, if all of these things come with what I'm doing, right? Like, but we never like to deal with if they don't. And that's one of the things by the grace of God, you know, the Lord has been able to keep me grounded in. And I think a lot of it is owed to people like yourself. Like I really listen when I hear people's story, I don't just hear people's story and their, you know, um, experiences and kind of brush them off as their own. Like, so just to give you a little perspective, like I'm a Christian rapper. I've been a Christian rapper for a while. Um, I've had a fashion brand myself and, you know, again, like with this podcast, I've been doing a year and a half. And one of the things the Lord always deals with me with is I have a marketing background. So but the thing that the Lord deals with me with is I understand the pros and cons of marketing very well, especially working at a, fortune 50 company. Now 
um, with the national position. So I have a lot of line of sight to big industries and how things work. And even with this show, there are things that I know I could do that would just grow the show, right? Like the topics, for instance, like we never yeah. do gossip. We don't do any news or gossip, right? But if you did, you would get a whole exactly. crew of a new <laughs> But there's that. This is what I I love that you're on here talking about this because what I want everyone to hear, and they, the, the listeners who've been listening for the last year and a half already know this, but it's such new perspective, uh, even in, in allowing me to explain it this way, is like, that's why I fight so hard for the content of this show to be about purpose because I can, I can deal with whatever the results are. Like if this show yeah. is only meant to reach the few thousands of people that it reaches now, which I'm excited. Like, I mean, we're in like 20 something countries. And when I look every week, I'm like, who are the 11 people in India <laughs> listening this week? I don't know. Like people are listening Amazing. Australia <laughs> everywhere every week. So, but the thing is, you have to be content with that. And the last thing I'll say about that, and, and, I, and then I want you to get into the anti-hustle, and I'll let you go. I know you, sure. you're, you're busy. You got kids. You got a husband. You got no, all kind of stuff fine. going on. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I did a show before where I talked about the difference between contentment and complacency because I think this is an area where people struggle. Contentment, we are called to be content. And the way I explain yeah. it is this, and I'll explain this and then give you the floor to kind of respond and then sure. go into finishing off. Like, I always look at stretching, right? If I just bend down, like, you know what I mean? I'm in my upper 30s now, so the older you get, it's like, oh, man, like, it's harder to bend down, right? So I could easily try to bend over and touch my toes, and it's harder at 25 than 35. But actually, if I keep trying every day, keep stretching, I can actually touch my toes, right? Eventually you would, yeah. Exactly. Sure. However... There comes a point. So I describe that as don't be content with the first time you stretch and feel resistance as like that means you can't stretch any further. However, yeah. however, com don't be complacent. But contentment is, hey, I can only touch my toes. I cannot stretch across the street. Like I'm not that tall. My arms aren't that long. Like I can yeah. only stretch so far. And yes, what we do is we almost numbers. kill ourselves not yeah. being content with the abilities that God has given us. So we're either complacent because we feel resistant or we're content because we want to go so much further. It's like, no, I want to blow up. I want my podcast to be this. And it's like, well, that's not what God called you to. He made you, yeah. you know, I'm six one. He made me six one. I'm not seven feet. I can't just touch a rim without jumping. I have to be content with that. Yeah. Right. But I can't be yeah. complacent and not jump at all. So. Anyway, I'll give you the floor to kind of talk about the anti-hustle, what it is, where we can find it, and, you know, I'll give you the last words. Sure, sure. So um, and I'm going to kind of connect what you're saying into um, the anti-hustle, is that I'm, I have a whole chapter. So everything you're saying, I mean, God is all up in this. I have a whole chapter I love that it. speaks about contentment. Um, and so what happens is, is that we and I in in the book um, I kind of use a phrase where or a story about um, I'm obsessed with the Great British Baking um, Show because I, I love it and I love I love food and so to watch them <laughs> watch them make it on Netflix is amazing. Yeah. And my husband's also uh, from the UK and so we kind of it's our thing connect oh, them and watch it. it together. Super dope. And so, um, <laughs> and anyways, watching it, I always I, I, as I was writing, I, I thought of like a metaphor. 
you know, when you're this alone baker, you are just a novice baker in your kitchen and you're baking this cake and you are following all the directions. It looks great. It looks good. And you're con like you're, 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 you're content in doing it that way because you know, it's just for you and maybe for your husband and for your kids, maybe, you know, for your sister. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you look up and you notice that other people, your sister's best friend, the person across the street, some random person you don't even know on Instagram are all also making a cake, but right. their cake looks bigger and better. And all of a sudden you see them serving those cakes to other people and other people are loving this cake and saying, oh my gosh, this cake is so good. And you think in your heart, wow, my cake is better. Why can't I be doing what they're doing? Right. Okay. Because what happens is that we start, if, if, if we were to just look down at what we're doing and what God had called us to do Man. and not look around at what everybody else is doing, we're content. It doesn't matter what the frosting looks like. It doesn't matter, I mean, we are happy to serve this thing to people. Yeah. And then we look up and somebody has a three-tier cake. And we're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? All of yep. a sudden, what you have in front of you doesn't seem like it's enough. You didn't even know happened. that you wanted that you until never, you so, saw it. You, you have no idea that somebody else is doing something better, right? So this is what Instagram and Facebook and, and TikTok and, I mean, all this stuff, this is what it does to us. Yeah, it is does. that we are content. We are called to do this thing. And God is calling us to do it, and we do it well. And then we'll take a stroll on Instagram, and we'll see somebody else has three or four events, and those three or four events are sponsored by Coca-Cola. You're like, dang, you know, all, <laughs> right. all I can afford is my church basement. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so, so you start to compare your, and this is what I was doing. I was in this race of trying to be like my leak team of Curlbox, trying to be all these people that were, they, I mean, I had, a, I had a dream of having a warehouse space. I didn't have owning a store. I'm um, all these things that I feel like God was calling me to, but he had not authorized it yet. Yeah. But already I was trying to be like them. And so the anti-hustle is just a call to pull back. It's a call to go back and say, Father, is this what you want for me? Or is this what I want for myself? And how does it meet in the middle? Does it meet in the middle? I love this. Are they connected? You know, because what I want from myself, if I'm not careful, and another section talks about character, if my character has not been pruned appropriately, if I don't have the fruit of the spirit, if I don't have patience and self-control and all these things, when I am given something to do, I am not doing it well. I'm not doing it in accordance to, to what the, the word of God. I'm doing it because how I want to do it. I don't have patience. I don't have self-control. I don't have peace. I don't have all these things. And so the anti-hustle is not telling you not to do. It is telling you to to make sure, double check. To prioritize. Go ahead and put that fleece down. Yeah. Make sure that what God is calling you to is anointed. Make sure that there there is support there. Make sure that He's opening up doors supernaturally, right? And sometimes you just got to take it one step backwards to look at the big picture and say, why am I doing this? Is it because I saw it on Instagram, or because God is asking me? God has gifted me. God has graced me to do it. If, it. if those things are not in alignment, I, I need to step back. Yeah. You know what? I, I want to say this to you, and, and then I'm really going to let you go for real. I'm sorry to hold you. Um, <laughs> it's okay. So it's here, a good conversation. Yeah, I love this. Um, and I definitely appreciate you. This is so valuable. So um, three and a half, four years ago, I had a fashion brand. It was called Bellwether Fashion, right? And amongst a million other things that I've done, trust me, I've done a lot of things. Like I've, I've tried a lot of things. I, I just have a, like, <laughs> I will jump, I will jump. Like, so, um, when I had, when I started Bellwether fashion, 
you know, obviously I had this this vision of what it was going to be. And it really was it was a Christian fashion brand, but it was Christian in principle and in in living more so than just necessarily plastering like Christian remarks on every shirt, even though I did have those as well. But it was a little different because I was really trying to make a real fashion brand. So similar to you, where you like went out and you had to learn how to make candles and stuff, right? I was meeting with seamstress and becoming a part of garment organizations, taking classes about fashion. Like I was really serious about learning about garments from beginning to end. I have all type of prototypes to this day of polo shirts with zippers and all type of stuff. Um, But here's the thing. As I was growing my brand, here was my challenge, you know, and I'm again, I'm in Michigan, originally from Detroit. And in Detroit, there's a is a huge church community. If you don't already know that, I mean, a lot of the gospel yes, people I are know there. That very well. Yeah, they're either from here or they still live here. Right. So when you're from Detroit, mm-hmm. you know, these people, you know, like it's it's a weird dynamic where the rest of the country looks at these people a certain way. And for you, it's like they go to the church around the corner or you went to school mm-hmm. with them or something. Mm-hmm. But what was happening for me was like. The church community, especially here in Detroit, is I had a lot of support, so I don't want to throw any shade, but a lot of the real support and the people who were trying to put me on, so to say, it was the secular people. And me and my wife, we went out to Indiana to this big fashion show that I was a part of, and like Baby Gap was on there. There was like major brands on there, and my wife went out with me, and I remember we had to like pick the models and stuff, and... You know, you start going through these superficial steps and no shade again to anybody in those industries. But for me, it started feeling like so different from what I was trying to do. And I remember one of the last things is like um, this. um, What's her name? Uh, Delicious. I don't even really know what she does. I know she's from like reality TV. From from, from Flavor Flay Delicious. I guess. Yeah, that that person. Yeah. So. All I know is like she was hosting this fashion show in Detroit and all these people started reaching out to me. They wanted me to be on this show that was hosted by Delicious and whatever, whatever. I've never even really told people this. And I was just like, you know what? Like, this is not what I was trying to do. And what the Lord put on my heart and was just not at first quit, but just take a break. And I took a two month break and that turned into something called Christian lifestyle brand, which is not really a fashion brand, but something I did kind of in the community. And then that eventually led to, you know, maybe a year or so later from being away from the fashion brand to this show. But my point is, like you said, like I had to take steps back in order to just get to where we are today to Mm -hmm, get to mm -hmm, purpose. mm -hmm. And, And all of that, like my purpose, God showed me in the midst of that break that my purpose is to inspire his people, inspire God's people. That's literally yeah. what God has called me to do. And so yeah. in, in whatever I do, but I literally did not find my purpose until I put down something that was semi-successful, I'll call it, right? I'm not going to say I was like super killing, but I was shipping all around the no, country. You are, you are on your way. Exactly. Yeah. And I had to step back in order to get here now. So no. I, can, I, can I tell you what that was? Yeah, go right I mean, ahead. Not, not, that, not that you don't know, but there's people in your audience listening. That was a sacrifice. Yeah. You call it what it is. Yeah. What you put down was an idol. Yeah. What That's you put right. it down was saying, okay, if, if, if this kept going, it was, it's not going to lead me the right way. And so sometimes God is calling us to be sacrificial. I love it. To put down 
this thing that we are carrying that he never asked us to carry or not in that way anyway. And he honors that sacrifice. And so I call this thing pulling back. It, it is, it is not saying no, it is not denial. It is not him. I mean, it could be no in some, some respects, but in right, general right. <laughs> is he wants to see how far you are willing to go, how far you are willing to deny yourself and pick up the cross. And I think he honors that. And I think I've seen it over and over and over again. Where for me, I put this business on hold for starting last March. I just so, so what you're hearing is me just picking up business in the last month or two. Wow. I, since last March, I have not done a candle. Uh, but I mean, if I did it, it was for friends and family or like yeah. for a client that was like, listen, there's nobody else going to do this for me. Can you do it? Very, very specific. Very like one-on-one. Yeah. But as a full-fledged business, there was nothing since last March. I had nothing. Okay. Wow. So imagine going from something coming in to zero coming in. And I needed that time. And when I came back, God told me to write a book. So what you're seeing, it is a four-week, four-chapter. It's very, it's very quick. It's a quick read, devotional with, I mean, just meat. I took about all the fluff. It. it is just meat. It is, you can read it about 30, 45 minutes. What you get out of it is going to change your life. It is going to tell you, stop putting stuff on a pedestal. Take it back down. Examine the root. Examine where it's being planted. You know, examine no, what, what the seed is. And once, you, once you're able to dig in the ground and pick up that seed, he's going to show you so much. He's going to show you so much. And so I'm, I am now going to be, instead of a candle maker or a pillow maker, which I will probably still put on the site every once in a while, but yeah. my goal right now is to take my words and put them into something that people can hold. So now I want to be an author speaker and he is honoring that in ways I could never imagine. And I should have done that. I mean, even when I started the blog and think about it, nothing is wasted. Yeah. I was blogging seven years ago. Do you hear me? <laughs> that, I this, love this is not new to me. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? So, that, that's, sorry to cut you off. This is what I like no, about please. this because you said something so good. Like nothing is wasted. And so even for me, like with the fashion brand, I'm seeing now, I've just been like sharing old pictures on my Instagram, um, mostly because I don't really take a lot of pictures. So it's just like, I just wanted to share something. And I started sharing, kind of started telling my story, so to say, in my captions and, and kind of um, just showing like some of my new followers from the show, like a little bit of my history with my fashion brand. And what's starting to happen is like so many fashion brands now are starting to reach out to me for like direction or where to go. And I'm seeing this purpose again in inspiring God's people where a lot of the knowledge that I've had and learned that I can start actually pouring into God's younger entrepreneurs and not, they don't have to be younger, but they just happen to be younger. But I'm starting to see all of this purpose about the things I did in the past that you move on from and think that it's just over. But to your point, whether you're a blogger or whatever you're doing, it's yeah, really about going through there. that process. Yeah. So just give it back to him. He'll, he'll give it back to you. Give it back to him. That's what exactly what it is. So so we'll do this and get out of here. Seriously. Sure. Um, can you tell us where we can get the book? I definitely want to purchase one myself. Sure. Um, tell us how we can get the book and how we can find you online, if anywhere, sure. um, if they want to you know, keep in touch with you. So um, the book can be found on my website, which is www.sethlinaamachi.com, S-E-T-H-L-I-N-A-A-M-A-K-Y-E.com. 
I am at Cecilina Amachi everywhere. Most likely you're going to find me on Instagram because I know where my audience is at. Um, <laughs> I used to spread myself real thin and be Facebook. is the, I, I can't yeah. do it all. So Instagram is, is like my, that's my spot. That's where okay. you always find me. Um, and yeah, so that's, I'm kind of rebuilding this brand every once in a while. I know people are going to be like, I, I want a candle. You will see candles every once in a while, but my brand is now really focused on, on changing the way people view the hustle and entrepreneurship, um, and just life in general. So, well, I will make sure that all of your information, your Instagram and things are in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you're like, how to spell this or that, whatever, we're going to make sure it's in the show notes. (laughs) I'm on the email list, so I know I can find everything pretty easily, but yes, I will definitely yes. be purchasing the book. And it's available now, right? Because I know last week you kind of, yeah. it was like we were doing, you sent we're, the launch We're doing pre-orders right now. Uh-huh. We're, doing, we're doing pre-orders. We're still in the pre-orders. So I'm closing pre-orders, I think, next this weekend um, okay. or next. I'm not sure. Um, but either way, it will be available uh, even after pre-orders. It's not being um, put on Amazon, so you can get a Kindle or the actual physical paperback here in the next couple weeks, so. Okay. I love it. Well, look, we thank you so much for joining this show. This was an amazing, amazing message. Um, definitely, um, you know, great to meet you um, over the phone likewise, here. Likewise. Um, send your best to my husband and please do stay in touch. Keep <laughs> us posted with what of you're doing. Course. If you ever want to come back on the show or, you know, anything, definitely stay to. connected. Okay. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a great night. Okay. Bye. God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's People. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.